Welcome to the Addiction Reset Podcast, where we share a method to overcome addiction and reset your life. Now, here are your hosts, James Pendleton and Amy Kasky. Reset Podcast. I'm here with my co-host James Pendleton, and we're <clears throat> so glad you're with us today. Wherever you're listening from, I hope it's a beautiful fall day. I'm in Wyoming, and we got almost a foot of snow two days ago. And I saw the funniest um, little meme posted about you have your first fall, and then your first winter, and then you go back to second fall, and then you have your second winter, and that's how it is in Wyoming. So roads were closed, 30 degrees, we got all this snow, but hopefully you're living somewhere in beautiful. I, I am really glad I don't live in Wyoming right now. Let's just, <laughs> I'm not a snow person. You know, the sun is already coming out. We're supposed to be 60 by Saturday, but man, I was not ready for snow yet. Anyway, glad you're with us. We're excited. Um, I think we have an a interesting topic to cover today, and, and I'm going to introduce it by telling a story of an experience I had with a coaching client recently. Um, the, it's a um, friend who the husband it was having um, problems with pornography use, and she reached out to me. And as we were talking about the ways... Um, that she was responded to on social media, it it's just it always just shines a light, James, on why we're doing this and why this is important. There's such a different mindset out there among the masses, and it's really um, a passion of mine to help change that for the spouses, um, because a lot of people were like, you know, leave him, he's cheating on you, you know, it's um, I can't believe this, I can't believe you're still there, and of course I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Um, it's crazy. So as we're talking through, um, I Hold just on really quick a thought on that. And you wonder why the guys that are struggling with it have a really hard time telling their spouses because they honestly think that's the step. They're going to leave me if I tell them. Right. And I'm not saying it's justification, but it is. It's on their mind like this. If I tell them this will happen and yeah. it shouldn't be the case that that happens anyway. Yeah, and I and I guess just to um, if if our listeners are, are having that worry or that concern from another perspective, from a wife and a spouse um, perspective, that never was on my mind when my husband told me for myself. Now I'm only speaking for myself, but there was never one time during our journey of his recovery and his addiction did I ever once be like, "I'm going to leave him because he has this problem." Now. Granted, our situation looks super different from everyone's, and, and our topic today is going to kind of go into um, a little bit about doing for yourself what is best. And for some people, what is best might be to leave, right? Like, I'm not speaking that there's one right way, but right. We, might, we might think somebody is thinking a certain way and not necessarily they are. So, so anyway, we got to the point in our conversation where I asked her, why why is she staying why is she still going through this you know why would she want to to do these things and she said because he's worth it and then she went on to say you know he's kind he's a good father he's a good husband he's um 
you know, kind of listed out a lot of his positive traits and he's worth it, you know, and I want to be there for him. I want to support him. I want to help him through this. And, um, and I just, I spun the conversation around and I said, I want you to ask yourself it from a different perspective. Are you worth it? Are you worth showing up that way because you want to, you know, can you do it for yourself? Can you be that type of supportive spouse that's helping him through it and that's, you know, in it through the long haul for you because you're worth showing up that way because you're worth being that type of person that you want to be. Um, and as we switched that, it really changed the focus and it really got me thinking long after um, her and I's conversation ended. Because for a lot of years with my son and my husband, I think a lot of the way I supported was the way I felt like I should support in order for them to change. Right. And then what happens if you're showing up because they're worth it, and with somewhat, even if it's subconscious, that expectation that they're worth believing in that that change will happen. Well, what if that change doesn't happen? Or what if it doesn't happen in the timetable you thought it would or in the way you thought it would? Or what if they, you know, recover and relapse? Or, you know, there's just so many different um, roads that that story can go down. And so you really have to get to the point where you're doing it for yourself, where you're showing up how you want. You know, we had a long conversation about the people in our community, right? Where you're like, I'm doing it for myself because I want to. Right. And then you and I talked about this and then you took that different angle, right? And it's now, what about if we're now we're putting ourselves in the position of the addicted, right? right. And you're like, well, I want to overcome I want to recover. I want to give this up for her because she's worth it or for them because my family's worth it. Well, again, what if you recover? What if you give everything up and then you and your spouse still aren't close? Or what if the expectations you had that things were going to look when that addiction was gone isn't like that way? Um, do you Can you get to a place where you're doing it for yourself? Whatever changes you're choosing to make because you're worth it, because you're worth the efforts not tied to any expectations or anyone else, but you are genuinely worth the effort for you, for that growth and understanding the divine person that you are, your divine nature, and that you're just 100% worth choosing to do it for you and not for anyone else. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of guys that I talk to, that's their reasoning for wanting to overcome pornography is for their spouse, right? Either one, they got um, caught doing it, and so it's kind of, you know, forced upon them. Or even those that are like, sincerely, they want to stop. One of their main motivating factors is, I want to stop for my spouse. I'm hurting my spouse. It hurts my spouse. I, I don't want to do this to her, so I want to stop. And I think that the reason that it is, it's good intention, right? Like, there's good behind that. Like, we want to do good for other people. Right. Um, but for success, for long-term success, it's not a great thing to kind of hinge your recovery on, basically. Because what if you're doing it for her? And let's say you've been in real, you know, been in a good place for a couple months. 
and then all of a sudden like outside of your pornography you just have a bad day with your spouse it happens right you get in an argument or like and then all of a sudden you're like mad at her or you're not in a good spot like well now i don't really care about doing it for her in this particular moment right because what we find with urges and stuff they come at the worst possible times like urges don't come when we're like all strong and like yeah i'm gonna do this urges come when we're weak it seems like it's like they know the perfect time to come and if we're doing it for other people what happens if that other person and yourself isn't in a good spot right then like that urge is just gonna it it doesn't it falls flat when the um important times come and it kind of comes with like the foundation of the sand right you're fine building the house on the sand until the rain comes but once the rain comes like it looked fine and now it's not fine and so i think i completely agree with you that those that are addicted or the spouses that are supporting if we're not doing it for ourselves if we're not figuring out how to do it on our own it's great to have the support but if we're relying on the support the support won't always be there it just won't like or at least we can't rely on it being there all the time maybe there is spouses out there that just support you every single day perfect spouse right but more often than not we can't we can't rely on that support and it it just doesn't mean the same right if i do something for somebody else it doesn't mean the same at least for me that if i was the one that committed to doing something and i stuck to it for myself despite of anybody else's thoughts or actions about what i was doing and i've learned that actually a lot through a lot of the other things that i've done not not necessarily specifically for pornography alone but in the running like i have to decide for myself or in any kind of challenge that i take part in most of the time people are like supportive but supportive just means i'll let you do it well so letting somebody do it right right it's like i still have to come up with my own determination to do it um but yeah i think that it's super important to make that decision ahead of time for yourself i want to do it for me i want to be the better person right for me not the better person in the relationship i want to be the better version of myself yeah because i've talked about this a little bit if people come and one of the main struggles they have in their marriage they think is pornography right and in their mind if we fix pornography everything is going to be great they're going to have a great marriage again likely that's not the case likely pornography isn't the reason that your marriage isn't great mm-hmm. we like to blame it on pornography right and so and it can certainly be a contributing factor 100%. but other underlying things for sure but if we're doing it for her or for the opposite spouse and all of a sudden you're doing really well and then the marriage isn't getting better let's say you're two years into recovery and all of a sudden your marriage isn't that much better then the whole idea of like well i did it for you that just puts more stress on the marriage versus like no i did it for myself it's unfortunate there's still other things that i need to work through but i did it for myself and i'm really happy with the progress that i made now i can make progress in other areas too versus resenting the fact that hey i did this for you or hey i supported you through this from a spouse's perspective for years then you relapse how did you do that to me right Right. we're attaching other people's actions to um what we're doing in it and it doesn't feel good when that happens well and i brought up um in our last podcast that that term emotional resilience right and i think when we're doing 
when we're growing and changing for ourselves, and we're really clear about our why, then we're going to build that emotional resilience that other people aren't in control of our feelings and our thoughts. We get to be in control of those, right? It kind of pulls us out of that victim or martyr role and kind of gives us back that power. And that's what I like to teach spouses. And that's what you teach and coach those that are addicted. The power is within you, but then you have to do it for yourself so that then if it's not working out, guess what? You, you're that emotional resilience, right? You're accepting that ownership, um, that you have the power to make it happen. Well, I think, I don't, I don't know if it's Darren Hardy or Ed Milet. I listen to a bunch of people and a lot of them talk about the whole, how much effort do you have to put into your marriage? And it, someone tells a story like they're at some conference and they're like, how much effort do you have to put in your marriage? And, you know, and someone raised their hand, 50, 50 is the perfect amount. And then someone's like, no, 51, 49, you have to be willing to give a little bit more than your other, the other spouse just to make it work. And whoever it was, and I should probably go back and put this in the notes, but it basically said, no, you have to give a hundred percent. If you're not willing to give the full hundred percent, then the marriage isn't going to work. And if both spouses are both giving a hundred percent, meaning that it doesn't matter what the other does. If I put all the effort into it, you're going to more than likely have a successful marriage. And I think that's the same thing with an addiction or really anything that you want to get better at. If you're willing to give a hundred percent, no matter what, like doesn't. So for me as the addict, someone's struggling. If I'm commit to it, I'm going to do this for me, whatever my spouse does, doesn't affect my recovery. Right. It can help. I'm not saying that it doesn't help if somebody is willing to support, but if I take that ownership that it's all on me, right? And then the same thing from the spouse's perspective, if they take full ownership that I'm going to love my spouse or stick it out, or I'm going to do whatever I need to do to better myself a hundred percent and not worry about the little things or the big things that is going on for, with him, that's where things actually start to take shape. I feel like because you're, you're taking any other responsibility out of other people and taking it full on yourself. And I just really love the idea of taking hundred percent responsibility for your life. Like sometimes it sucks and you got to be humble about it. Right. Right. But it's, it, there's so much better to live that life. Like people talk about taking responsibility hundred percent, meaning like if you get in a car wreck, even if it wasn't your fault, it's your fault. You take hundred percent responsibility. If you would have left a minute earlier to whatever destination you were going, you wouldn't have gotten that car wreck. Right. So even narrowing it back down or bringing it back to like, okay, how could I have done something different so that this bad thing didn't happen to me? And I just think life is better off that way if we can do that. And it fits perfectly with trying to recover from an addiction. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to tie into this is um, that side of our savior. And, you know, um, we teach and, you know, I think we're taught a lot in the church not to be selfish. Right. And so then when I want to tag this podcast as do it for yourself, that kind of sounds like we're coming from from a place of selfishness. And I've been studying a lot. And um, in this last general conference, actually, Elder Razband gave a talk called The Things of My Soul. And he gives seven things that we should do that would be good for our soul. And the third thing is actually love yourself. And I think that really comes at the root of what we're really expressing here 
is that do you understand that you are worth the effort that's going to go into this and that at the bottom of all of this because like you say it's great like we also want to love our neighbors we want to love our spouse we want to be christ-like like our savior but our savior teaches that in order to do that the the bottom level that foundation of that is really loving ourselves, really understanding his love god's love for us and that when we truly love ourselves and when we're truly changing for ourselves, then we have such a greater capacity to go on and expand that love and share it with others, which is why the second great commandment is love thy neighbor as thyself. But forget that we focus so much on the neighbor part and forget thyself. But in this, especially if you want to overcome an addiction and if you really truly want to be recovered long-term, then you really got to get at that root of, do I love myself? Do I love and see myself as the Savior does? Do I see myself as worth putting in the time? I think there's so much, and we've talked a lot in these podcasts about shame and self-loathing. Can you get to a place where you see yourself worth letting that go, letting those labels go, and loving yourself as the Savior does? Because He sees all that goodness in you. He sees all that potential and all that ability, but we have to be able to love ourselves. And I love Elder Razvan says that this is where many people struggle. Isn't it curious that loving ourselves seems to come less easily than loving others? When we are heavy laden with mistakes, heartaches, feelings of inadequacy, disappointment, anger, or sin, the power of the Savior's atonement is by divine design one of the things that will lift our souls. And so if you're trying to recover from an addiction and you truly want to lift that heavy burden, one of the greatest things you can do is understand that you are worth it. You are worth doing this for yourself and that your savior will help you. And as you can truly see and feel that love for yourself, then by automatic default, you're going to be able to have that more love for your spouse and your neighbor and your family that will also, I mean, they will reap the benefits of this growth and this change, make no mistake. But the reason you're doing it needs to start at that foundation of love for yourself and understanding that you are worth doing it for you. Yeah, 100%. One thing I would say on that is once you do it for yourself and in those times of like that you need somebody that you feel like I need some help, turn to your savior because he's the one person that you can actually like expect a great result and get that great result. We can't always expect that from others around us, no matter how much they love us. And so do it for yourself. But then in those, in those times of struggle, turn to your savior for the help in this type of thing, right? To better yourself. He's, he's the one that's going to know the way to help you better yourself at that point. Um, but you are worth it. I mean, and I can attest that like you can do the hard things for yourself. You can do it, like believe in yourself and love yourself. Like those take practice, but start doing it. And if you'll do that, you'll, you'll reap the benefits of it for sure. Yeah. So we'll end on that note, do it for yourself. Learn with your Savior's help to see yourself the way he sees you. And that really is the foundation of truly starting to see change. So until next time, we hope you have a great week. 
Thank you so much for joining us on the Addiction Reset Podcast. We are on a mission to change the conversation surrounding pornography. Our reset method will help those looking to overcome their addiction and transform their life. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at our website, theaddictionreset.com. Also, if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, email us at james at theaddictionreset.com or look for the coaching tab on our website. If you like what you heard today, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Leave us a five-star rating and let us know what you thought in the reviews. This will help our podcast reach more people. Remember, with the Reset Method, recovery is in your future.